this a cost to you? Think twice before you continue. Put it on my credit card. Remember me? Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 214. Out this week on DVD and digital is Triple Threat, an action thriller that features some of the best martial arts action scenes you are likely to see this year and features a terrific cast that includes Iku Yue, Tony Jaa, Scott Atkins, and the man, the legend, and one of my favorite action stars, Michael Jai White, who I'm proud to say joins me today on the podcast. Michael, I thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So I guess my first question is the assemblage of stars that you were working with on this movie, Triple Threat. I mean, I mentioned some of the names, Michael Bisping, Tiger Chen. Um, I'm just curious, when did you join the project? Was there already people on board? Were you one of the first ones? How did it all kind of come together? Well, um, it's, it's funny because most of us were friends already, so it, it wasn't terribly difficult because um, the producer, uh, one of the producers, Michael Selby, uh, is a friend and he's like almost like a father figure to Tony Ja. And my my um, uh, my wedding was performed at his house. Okay, so. He's a kind of like a friend of Tony's, a friend of mine. Uh, Eco, we've we've met several times, and and um, so and then Michael Bisman. We are we're all pretty much connected uh, in one degree or another. So it all came together pretty much at the, at the same time. Directing the film is uh, Jesse V. Johnson. Now you've worked with him before on Accident Man. Um, how did he come into the project? Was Is this a thing where you and Scott Atkins have worked with him before and you knew he was the kind of guy that can do good by this material? Yeah, well, I mean, again, he was another piece of the puzzle that just we all came together at the same time. It, it's kind of like, here's what's crazy. If, if it wasn't for this movie, if they happened to come to the stage, we'd all be sitting in a restaurant together anyway. You know, with Jesse, myself, Scott... Every you know we are we are legitimately friends, and so um, when they got put together, it was like oh wow okay this makes this this makes sense, and we were pretty much on board before the script was was even complete. So you know it was it was kind of a no brainer. There's a really interesting development that I've seen over the years with action films. Previously say, 80s and 90s, early 2000s as well, you had the one star that's essential to the film, and he led the film. It was marketed around him. But lately, say, over the last decade or so, so, we are seeing the ensemble action movie. Um, You see all these guys coming together, like how you and and, and Tony and and Scott are coming together in this film. Um, Is this a kind of a byproduct of kind of like what's happening with the superhero genre where they have kind of like a collective of stars as well? Is this kind of like what action filmmaking is today, that you need to have a collection of talent as opposed to the one person leading the film? Not necessarily. One of the reasons why you might have had only one person leading a film before 
it's sometimes that person has an ego that would not be, you know, commensurate to uh, working with others. Mm-hmm. Sad to say. But in this situation, you've got, like I said, we are friends and we're all supportive of each other. So there was no such thing as that type of ego. Um, we're, I mean, Scott will be thinking about a project and he will send it to me and I'll give him advice, vice versa. And, you know, about life and our, our families and everything. So it just makes sense for us working together. Of course, you could have done this movie with three of us, mm-hmm. and it still would have been financed. But the fact that, you know, just like with Accident Man. Accident Man, um, Scott was, you know, putting it together, and when I found out about it, I willingly came aboard as a supporting uh, character because he's my friend. Yep. You know, and I make friends for life. Yeah, business-wise, normally... You know, you wouldn't see me in a, a smaller role like that. But this was Scott, so, you know, I, I didn't help out. So that's kind of how it is. You may not have seen that years ago with some of the people who were leading movies before. I'm really interested in how it came to the decision on how to pair up all your different um, actors in regards to the action scenes. Because <clears throat> what's really, I find, fascinating about this film is that all of you seem to have come from different martial arts disciplines. Tony Jaa's stuff is different to Eco's, Eco's to Michael, Michael's to yours. Um, when it came to pairing up and doing the different fight scenes with one another, um, did you look at what styles will mesh better, uh, what personalities will mesh better? How does that kind of decision come about? Well, some, some things, unfortunately for, for me and uh, some of us, sometimes physicality comes into play. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm, I'm fighting someone like Eco or Tony, well, they're they're you know almost a hundred pounds smaller than me, yes. lighter than I am, and you're not going to see a high kick, you're not going to see a jump, you're not going to see a lot of things because I'm so much bigger and I have to punch down and kick down, and so there's not a lot of room for me doing a, a several other things. I pretty much have to be the crush, kill, destroyer, and it 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 benefits the smaller guy because it's heroic to, to kick, kick upward or, or fight against the bigger guy. So I'm, I'm accepting of my role as the, the baddie, you know, but there, there can't be that much. Um, I, I just, unfortunately, I can't do very many advanced techniques. You know what I'm saying? So that just goes along with the territory. Now, it doesn't matter what style I'm doing. I'm still much bigger than the, the guy I'm fighting. Yeah. So, so that kind of dictates. He has to fight a guy that's going to hurt him. And he's, he's the smaller guy has to be creative to get around that. So that therein lies the drama, no matter what style we want to fight. I, one thing I've, I've also noticed about action films over the last decade or so, in, which I think is I, I don't like, is the shaky cam kind of phenomenon. I'm a big fan of action choreography, which is why I love your film so much, why I love Triple Threat so much, because I can see the kicks, I can see the punches. Um, when it comes to that type of filmmaking style, the kind of shaky cam kind of stuff, what's your kind of take on it? Because to me, while viscerally it brings something cinematically to the table, it takes away from something as well, don't you think? I totally hate it. I mean, to be blunt, I, I don't like that at all. I don't, I don't like to be taken away from it. I mean, I, I respect and admire uh, a- 
actual, like, I, I want to feel like the fight is actually happening. Well, I mean, it's the shaky cam stuff and all the editing is because they're shooting around the fact that the person can't do it. Yeah. You know? And if you're trying to sell an action thing, my goodness, then, you know, it's, I feel like you're being robbed. I mean, back in the day, even Charles Bronson and, you know, Clint Eastwood, you, you at least see them fight yep. to some degree. And now there's been a an art form of, because of it was done effectively, style-wise, with born identity. Mm. Uh, because, I mean, that, you know, they so then the style of the camera work, it kind of fit. And so because that was so um, successful, I think it kind of... Um, set the stage for more of it even though it, it was just you know it's it's just to me i think it's terrible when it comes to putting together a, a, an action scene a choreograph a scene so let's just put into example the, the fight scene you have with eco in this movie um what you talked about before um different body types different styles coming together how, how much work is put in pre-production-wise, to get all that stuff down and get it done right? No, not much at all. Okay. I mean, we've been doing it for a long time. It, it, it only requires maybe a half an hour of rehearsal. Okay. Um, maybe, you know, at most two hours. But, you know, we've all been doing it so, so much. It's kind of like a dance, you know, routine. Um, I, I have done movies in China where you learn... You learn the segments of your fight scene like 10 minutes before you shoot it because it's kind of like a dancer saying, okay, we're going to, you know, we, we got 16 counts. We're going to, you know, time step. Then we got to do this, this, and that. And it, and you've done it so many times, it's not, not terribly hard. So, yeah, I tend to, and we all tend to learn choreography really quickly. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's not terribly hard at all. That's very interesting because I always imagined never being on a set, not seeing this stuff, that there would be any, something in regards to storyboards or stuff like that. So in your experience, nothing really like that comes up in regards to... No, horrific. not at all. If you, if you look at... There's a, there's a movie that Tony John and I did. Uh, it was um, um, Skin Trade. Okay. There's a segment where Tony, Tony John and I, I kind of, we go through a, a, a slender building. Um, and we're fighting through and smashing stuff, and we go in and we end up going out of this window. That sequence was made up just 10 minutes before we shot it. Mm. I got the idea. We looked at the building. It was not even a plan. I said, man, we cool if we fought through this building. And just everybody on set just, you know, quieted down. And so he and I just said, okay, what if I do this and I do this? And we created it just. While we were creating it, they were lighting. And we, we designed a track on the outside to follow us, to track us while we were going through the building. That's, the, that's probably the most exciting part of the fight. And we just did it. Like, we created that, and we did maybe two takes of it. So, you know, that's kind of the, the stuff that excites you when you're working with another very, you know, very talented physically talented person like Tony John. I mean, because he's going to hit his mark. He's going to, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's just like, kind of like two 
band members just, you know, kind of working off each other. Could just so kind, of, so kind of like jazz in a sort of way. Created. What's that? Kind of like jazz music in a sort of way, just riffing off each other. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, I've, I've, I've done some of my favorite stuff. I did segments in um, um, Falcon Rising that it was made up where, you know, that we were pretty much like, I, you know, this guy, Sam Locke, Locke um, he's, you know, he's a like, really skillful um, stunt guy where we created uh, an actual sparring segment with weapons that you're, it's unfolding while you're looking at it. And, you know, so there's some of that stuff that is, this, this some of the best stuff. Michael, you've had a, a career of really great on-screen adversaries, ranging from uh, Van Damme, Steven Seagal, um, so many different guys you've got up against on screen. I mentioned before in this film, Triple Threat, you're going up against Eco in a really great uh, fight scene. Um, when I first watched the raid, and, and I'm sure with yourself and everyone else, when we first watched the raid, and, and that's the first time we laid eyes on Eco, we... That's a film where we've seen an action star born right in front of us. Um, this would be, you've worked with Scott before, you've worked with Tony before, this is the first time you worked with Eco. I'm pretty sure it's the first time you worked with Eco. What was it like working with him and how, what do you think his, his ascent will be like? Because he's breaking into the American market now with Mile 22 last year. Um, I have a feeling that he has the potential to be a real big uh, star, not only um, in internationally, but um, in, for Western audiences as well. Yeah, I feel the same way. He just needs the right, um, right vehicle. Eco, to me, has done the best choreography in the last decade, easily. Uh, his, his stuff he's done with the Raid and the Raid Redemption is the standard to me. That is like that is the epitome of action martial arts stuff. I, I, I don't see anything knocking that out anytime soon. And so on set, I'm I'm just juicing him for knowledge because he's the one that really choreographed up that stuff. Hmm. You normally don't see the performer at, and and choreographer together. Like he's he's doing both, and it's just such a masterful job. He has to know. The, the angles and how um, the, the just the, the language of action, you know, um, that's just fascinating. It's on a, it's on another level. So I mean, again, like I say, he's got to find the right vehicle, um, and I think I think that takes him to just like strategy here, Michael. When it comes to um, choices of, of roles. Um, you're such a prolific actor. As we speak right now, you have Triple Threat uh, out The Hard Ways on Netflix. Um, in Australia, we're going to have Dragged Across Concrete coming out in August. So you'll always um, have material out there. When it comes to choosing your roles, what's a criteria that you abide by? Well, I mean, I, I enjoy things that are going to test me. Uh, dragged across concrete, you know, with No Gibson and Vince Vaughn. I play a, a character that I've not played before. A lot of times, I play the you know the uh, 
intimidating or a tough guy. I play a very sympathetic character who's uh, found himself on, um, you know, kind of bitten off more than he could chew. Mm. So you know, it's a, it's about the human experience and you know me growing as a performer. Uh, I know a large part of the world is going to see me as the martial arts guy. Uh, that's something that I'll always be connected with. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm an actor, and because t- people tend to try to pigeonhole you, and this is what they tend to do, you know, I'll continue to keep breaking out of that mold. And, um, you know, just, you know, finding things that challenge me. I've got some really interesting roles coming up, and, you know, I've, I've always had a diversity of uh, movies and television shows. And a lot of people would be surprised, but I've done more comedy throughout my career than anything else. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I've done 160 episodes as the lead in a, in a romantic, uh, well, uh, a sitcom, you know, here in the States. And so, you know, and then several movies that that had the, the you know the comedy quotient uh, as the main part of my characters, but um, but you know when you when you kick people in the head, that tends to wash a lot of that stuff out of people's brains. But you know, I'll, I'll, I'll continue to keep it diverse. One of my favorite roles I've seen you do lately that is it based in a martial arts world was in um, Making the Killing, um, which was this fascinating true life story. It's like a true crime film. Um, and you played a, a, I think it was like a, a sheriff in it, Orlando Hudson, I think the name of the character was. Um, and what I really yeah. enjoyed about that film is that for me, as someone who's watched your career over the years, um, I'm watching you putting a terrific performance, a captivating performance, and hardly a punch is thrown. And I think that really goes about how you've come across uh, as an actor over the last uh, uh, last 10 years or so or longer. Um, when it comes to playing a role like, like that in a movie like that, um, for me, I could see like franchise possibilities for a movie like that. I love to see this character that you play because it's kind of like a mix of cop, a mix of cowboy. Um, it's got your own uh, humor. You bring a sense of humor to it as well. I mean, roles like that, I think, are really terrific. Um, what was it like working on that film? And is that the type of roles that you are kind of seeking outside of the martial arts world? Yes, that, that's the kind of thing where I get to play parts of who I am. Yep. Uh, most most actors tend to pretty much play themselves, and uh, I haven't had that luxury in my career. I'm a bit of a eclectic individual, and usually when you're doing a supporting role or what have you, you are you're picking one direction, and you know you're either the baddie to some degree or. You know, there's usually one attribute that's, that you, you're known for. But now, roles like uh, making a killing, thats those are the things I tend to feel like I can make my mark about because it, it's got the sensibilities that I, I have as, a, as an individual. And, and you know, as a character who's tough, but he looks at life he, as a, you know, in a similar way that, that I do. And the humor's not left behind. We laugh a lot every day. Yeah. And we find things that, that to take take light. And so I want people to feel like they're watching the human being. And, and, and a lot of ways, they're watching bits of themselves. 
themselves. So, you know, they forget about their lives for a while and take the ride on this movie that I'm part of. And so I, I really enjoy making a killing, and I love to do more things like that. Yeah, well, it was a terrific role and a terrific performance. Another movie that a lot of people really love, and myself included, which was released 10 years ago, actually, um, was Black Dynamite. And that's a film, I think, really brought together a lot of different elements of you as well. Um, there's been talk about a kind of like a spiritual sequel, um, Outlaw Johnny Black. What type of ab- updates can you give us in regards to that? I remember there was a uh, crowdfunding campaign um, a couple of years ago. What, what, what type of progress is happening with that project? Well, um, there was a uh, there, there was a an offer to finance the entire film. Soon as we started the crowdfunding campaign, which we then turned into a, a crowd um, engagement campaign, really. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really about the funding because you know, to, to where we understood that the funding was coming in anyway. And so it was about letting people know it was out there, and we had fun with, with the. Um, with getting a t-shirt and all these different items, but the funding fell through. So, um, since then there've been some other proposals and, and a few companies that have, have made, uh, proposals who I feel didn't quite understand. And, uh, I learned a lot doing black dynamite and I would, I definitely do not want to enter into, uh, an agreement with a company that doesn't understand the crowd base or you know, really just kind of just using it to um, just make money and not put it out there to the masses the correct way. I, I wanted to start this fun campaign. I want this engagement. I want a, a really quality movie. Nowadays, um, you know, sometimes they just they, they just think about the the money aspect which is why I wanted to do it independently anyway. So we're, we're hoping to get that done, and we're still speaking to, to people um, that we want to be in business with. It's not a, for me, it's about the quality and not necessarily the quantity, and I want to work with people that I'm going to work with in, in the future. So it's just about being with good people because there's, <laughs> there's a lot of jerks out here, and uh, I, I don't want to work with those was that part of the reason why you started your own production company, um, Gigantic Studios, so you can have a say in who you want to work with and even develop your own content? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think you have a core group of people who have integrity and, you know, have, um, you know, have, have standards that they want to, they want to work in an honest way, honest fashion. And, uh, and, you know, and you can navigate around the charlatans. I'd much rather work that way. And, you know, and I've made a lot of happy investors or studio studio people happy by doing movies all around the globe that were, you know, that they can, they can line their pockets with. So I did that. So, you know, um, so a time like now, I can then share that money with my own investors and, um, we benefit from uh, what's been put out. So that's that's the plan. Um, final question. I am a big fan of your YouTube channel. Um, myself, I attend a uh, martial arts gym here in Sydney for the last uh, several years. 
and yourself being one of my favorite martial arts action stars, when I found out that you had your own YouTube channel and you're putting out these great videos, um, not only instructional about the physical side of stuff, but also philosophical, I just ate up everything that you have on there. Um, and to me, the possibilities are endless of what you can do with this. Are you thinking of expanding more into that territory? Are we thinking app? Are we thinking maybe uh, podcast? Is that something that you might look into the future to kind of expand what you've been doing with the YouTube stuff? Well, let, let, letting you know, I'm, that's exactly what's happening. Uh, if you like what, what's been on that channel thus far, you're about to get a real surprise because I have, in the last number of months, have organized and actually have shot a lot of content, and I continue, I'm continuing to do so. And I, will, I should be launching uh, the new updated version um, within the next couple of weeks. You're, you're going to see a probably a quality that's five times what you've seen. So um, before what you what you saw was in response of of fans, and I then would you know take their feedback, and then I create a video, and then uh, so now I've been meeting with companies, I've been putting together my own nutritional program, even things to where you know for for myself. The, even with nutrition, I've had to put together, even for myself, like uh, different parts of protein powders so I can make the perfect one. Mm. Well, now I'm actually going into labs and developing my own, my own uh, formula that I will then use. And, and so there's a lot of the, my method of martial arts, uh, self-defense, um, is fitness, nutrition, that I'm going to be sharing with the world. And, you know, I feel it's time that I'm, I'm you know, I, I feel like I owe a lot to my my fan base. And I've always intended on doing this, and I finally found the time to do it. So now, now what you're going to see is from start to finish a much more organized um, uh, where, uh, site. And for the subscribers, they're, they're going to really be seeing uh, a great deal. And now it's all thought out and not as um, piecemeal like it was before. Well, I know I can I speak for so many of your fans. We can't wait to see this uh, happen and see it released. Um, but for everyone else out there, um, Triple Threat, you don't have to wait for that. That's out this week, DVD and digital. It's a terrific action movie, one of the best action films I've seen this year. And one of the reasons why is my guest, Michael Jai White. Michael, I thank you very, very much for joining me today. As I said, um, I'm such a big fan of your work, and it's been terrific to talk to you today. Well, thank you. It was great talking to you. I hope to be speaking to you in the future.